1: Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Joe Ostrowski, PJ Glasser, Aaron Hawksworth with you, and we are joined by noops from BetUS and FTN. We're going to talk a little NFL, get some NBA bets from him. So the talk this morning has been the foolish bet that I made. If the Lions beat the Niners, I will tattoo Dan Campbell's face on my ass. So... Let's start there, the NFC Championship game. Do you think the Lions can pull this off? Am I in danger of having to follow up on this bet?
2: Well, I now know that I'm cheering for the Lions. Um it's it's one of those games where the more I look at both of these games, and I always hate to say stuff like this, it just looks really chalky to me. I'm sure we'll talk about the Ravens-Chiefs in a minute, but uh, this 49ers team matches up very well with the Lions. They have the defensive pieces to interrupt what Jared Goff wants to do. I'm sure you guys have covered already how much different Goff plays on the road versus at home. Uh, you know, Everyone kind of worried that he's outside, and I think You know, A lot of that stuff's going to add up, and it should be a comfortable win for the 49ers. That said, the Lions can score points, and if they can find a way to protect Goff to keep that 49ers pass rush at bay long enough, Laporta, Amon Ra St. Brown, we saw how good Josh Reynolds, Jamison Williams can break a play at a moment's notice. There is an ability to score a lot of points here. So maybe, Aaron, you hedge your bet a little bit and play like a Lions team total over so at least you can win the money to pay for the butt tattoo. I like that.
1: Joe. Joe,
2: you're <laughs> muted. Cameras are off,
0: mics are off. What kind uh, of producing it, is yeah, this? It's 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 hell. Yeah, first few <laughs> minutes, I'm like the cameras on me, Aaron's talking. I'm like what is what is going on? I muted myself at some point. It's a complete disaster here. Um yeah, on it's it. been tough it's been tough trying to figure out where do the Lions have an advantage in this game and like you would look to their strengths And even with their strengths, it's like they're in trouble. Like, Ragnall's got four different injuries. He's going to fight through it because he's a tough dude. Uh, But Jonah Jackson, that hurt them last week a ton. It's really difficult. Um, As far as a numbers guy, I want to talk about Debo a little bit because there have been some, what I have felt, outlandish opinions out there about his value to this team. And it's just – feels like it's gone off the rails. I don't want to take anything away from him, but it it's gotten to the point where I, I hear people saying, oh, he's worth about a point and a half to the spread. Like what? what? What do you think Debo's value is and how big is it? Let's say he's out there, but as a decoy.
2: Yeah, I think it speaks to what Debo's value is in terms of what it unlocks for the rest of the offense. And maybe to say it in another way, The best part about this 49ers offense, when they have everybody in tow, there is always two or three really good-looking outlet options. You've got Kittle over the middle. You can run something short to Debo. You've always got the ability to run a pass look with McCaffrey. And when you take Debo off the field, it's just one less safety blanket, one less kind of safety valve option for Purdy. And it takes what is an incredibly dynamic offense and makes it a very, very good offense. And – I think it's hard to value what that is. I don't know Mm -hmm. if a point and a half is maybe a little too much, but I think he does have real value to the spread. I would say maybe half a point, a point, depending on where you are. Again, we're right at seven here. My guess is, if Debo goes out, you'll see it move to six and a half. If he's in, it might move to seven and a half. So, I agree with you, Joe, that maybe a bit is being too a bit too much is being made of Debo's impact, but it is real. It does matter. This number will move if he's announced in or out. Nukes, what are your thoughts on Christian McCaffrey we had two guests yesterday one of them like
1: the over rushing one of them like the under rushing Detroit's really good against opposing running backs but they really haven't faced too many good ones and certainly they're going to face the best one on Sunday and the props actually gone down from yesterday it was at 88 and a half on BetMGM. MGM it's now at 86 and a half so are you doing anything with CMC on Sunday?
2: He is such a hard player to bet because the market pricing on him has just got continue to be lower and lower and lower. Um, all due respect to our friends at BetMGM, they've made some really nice numbers, and when they are nice numbers, I find them hard to bet. He's plus 325 to score the first touchdown. That's probably exactly where that should be. He's plus 160 to score two or more touchdowns. I, that is as low as I think that's been all year. I don't, I can't think of another player that's been plus 160 ever to score two touchdowns. So, it just makes things very hard. Um, what I would say is, and I'm trying to pull up his receiving props here right now, 36 and a half yards receiving. I think that this Lions team has done a good job of piling up in the middle, trying to keep teams from running the ball. And again, it's Christian McCaffrey. He might get 100 yards anyway, but I think that we'll see him used in a lot more of a passing role, and especially if Debo Samuel is out. McCaffrey tends to pick up some of that work, um, some of those little quick throws that they get to Debo. You'll see those going to McCaffrey. So I think the best number you've got on McCaffrey right now, the only real bettable prop I can find, over 36 and a half receiving yards.
1: What other bets do you like in the NFC Championship game? I'll open it up to uh, what you like that maybe is still available.
2: Yeah, flipping through, uh, it's. I love betting touchdowns. I still think that is um, not only one of the most fun ways to bet a game, but a way you can still find value because, uh, you know, you've got certain things. For example, I'm looking at Josh Reynolds is plus 375 to score a touchdown. Jamison Williams is plus 400. One of those numbers is wrong, and I think it's the Reynolds number. Uh, There's no way they should be that close. As explosive as Jamison Williams is, you look at his snap count, you look at his target count, it is a third to half of what Josh Reynolds is. He's a really important player for this Lions team. Again, with as much attention as Amon Ross St. Brown and Samuel Laporte get, Reynolds sees a ton of targets. He scored first last week. I think he scores again this week, so I like that plus 375. And I will take him to score the first touchdown at plus 2,200. Um, from the other side in terms of 49ers. Again, I know this is a really tough bet given what Christian McCaffrey can do, but we've seen the 49ers be more willing to run quarterback sneaks, to run kind of their own version of the tush push with Brock Purdy. He has plus 3,300 to score the first touchdown, plus 600 to score it all. I think there's a great chance they try to push him in. Again, if Debo is out, that Lions defense is going to be completely locked in on what McCaffrey's doing, and that'll be, have a chance for Purdy to run it in. So a couple of bit well, a couple of long shots, really. Reynolds, again, to score, to score first. Purdy, to score a touchdown and to score first.
0: All right, Noobs. let's go over to the AFC side. And Bet MGM, one of the few spots, It still has three and a half. It's a bit of a juice three and a half. Baltimore, but most of the market has gone to four, almost uh, across the board here as we wait on the final injury report. What are your thoughts on uh, this number being bumped up to four? And do you have an opinion on the side?
2: I think that the market is finally moving the right way. I had this close to the Ravens minus four and a half, almost five. I know the Chiefs are very impressive, and it's Patrick Mahomes, and all he does is ever win in these spots, and it's been a long time since we've seen the Ravens succeed, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. It's the NFL. Everything changes every year or two. Everything is completely different. Top to bottom, I think this Ravens team is better. Um, You know, Mahomes is the better quarterback maybe long-term, but you look over how the season has gone. Lamar Jackson has been fantastic. I was really impressed with how well he played in his first playoff game, you know, two weeks, I'm sorry, a week off in between games there. Um, You know, you had a lot of rust, but was able to get through that. I think that as good as this Chiefs defense is, the Ravens offensive line can handle Chris Jones, can handle that pass rush. Again, we know how good Lamar is moving around. I think the Ravens are going to be able to put points up on the board. At the same time, I don't know what the Chiefs have left in the tank. Again, Andy Reid always saves a little magic, and maybe there's something in there. I just don't know what it is. Every time I try to come up with a case for the Chiefs, it involves some sort of outrageous Pat Mahomes-Andy Reid theory. So. I like the Ravens quite a bit in this game. Um, I think that minus three and a half is a nice bet there. And I would even look to maybe sell out some points. Um, Don't have the alt spreads out in front of me, but a minus five and a half, a minus six and a half, something like that. I'll be back in the Ravens in a bunch of different ways. Would you like the over in the game, Noops, because you do like uh, their
1: offense to put up some points? or, Or do you like an under just because you think they can win like a 27 to 13 kind of game?
2: If I was going to play the over, I would look at a first half over. Both of these teams are great second half under teams. I think the Chiefs went under in the second half every single game this year, except like two, maybe three different times. The Ravens also hit that second half under at a very high rate. It speaks to how much both teams really like to run the ball and know how to salt away a lead. So I was looking at maybe a first half over. Again, I expect a little bit of prolific offense, especially early in the game. And then to come back the other way with an under in the second half. If someone's up by you know, two scores I think that second half we see very few possessions a lot of running and a lot of clock ticking
1: who's scoring touchdowns in this one what you got for us
3: And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.
2: This is another game that's a little tough. The Ravens are so concentrated and are constantly... uh, just a lot of chicanery and when it comes to the Ravens and rushing touchdown so uh, you know guys like Lamar Jackson Gus Edwards they're hard to trust but you come a little further down the board um, he scored first last week and again kind of a similar case to Josh Reynolds Nelson Aguilar um, you think about Rashad Bateman Zay Flowers obviously the best wide receiver there but Aguilar again time and time again he's on the field he gets targets he knows how to get open there so plus 3,000 to score the first touchdown, plus 500 to score it all. I think those are really nice bets against the Chiefs team that has been poor against secondary tertiary-wide receivers. And the market, again, just a little slow to move that number. And then another kind of secondary tertiary receiver for the Chiefs. Again, you look up and down here, Travis Kelsey is plus 800. That's just too short. Uh, that should probably be in the range of 11 to 1, not 8 to 1. Rasheed Rice has been really great, gets a ton of attention. It could probably be him, but again, don't really love the Prices there. Justin Watson, plus 3,000 to score the first touchdown, plus 500 to score it all. Again, if you're going to attack this Ravens team, I think we're going to have to see a lot more passing from the Kansas City Chiefs, especially if they're behind and pushing. Watson has done a great job, again, being on the fields, getting a lot of targets. to scored a couple times this year, and I think he can do it again. So I'll go two wide receivers, again, kind of a little further down the list. Aguilar, plus 500 to score, plus 3,000 to score. First, Justin, Justin Watson, same odds, same bets.
0: We're all on the same page. Favorites winning uh, both games on Sunday. If we're all right, and we've got San Francisco, Baltimore, once again, we just saw this recently. Um, what do you think uh, the point spread's going to be?
2: Some of the look-ahead lines, I was a little surprised to see that the um, 49ers were favored. I have the Ravens favored maybe by a point, point and a half in that matchup. But I think we're going to see a lineup closer to 49ers, minus one and a half, minus two. Um, Again, just some of those look-ahead lines have kind of been in that range. And I think a lot of it, too, comes down to how impressive the victory is, you know. If the Ravens narrowly win and the 49ers just blitz the Lions, you might see 49ers as deep as minus two and a half. Um, again, opposite if the Ravens come out and win by a couple touchdowns. The 49ers win on a last second drive. Maybe it's closer to a pick But I think we'll see something in the range of San Francisco minus one and a half, minus two.
1: Noobs want to pivot to some NBA with you. we got about three minutes left. I uh, want to get your just your thoughts on the Doc Rivers news to uh, to Milwaukee. Did you like the fit? Uh, and would you bet Milwaukee in the futures market? Oh, boy. <laughs> <His face. laughs>
2: well, I think you're talking about Glenn Rivers, noted non-doctor. Um, I love him going to the Milwaukee Bucks, but I love that because I am a Philadelphia 76ers fan. Um the Milwaukee Bucks are just very confusing. They make the big trade for Dave Lillard and then bring in a first-year head coach. Uh, and that's just moving in two different directions. I can't imagine as an organization doing something like that. And a lot of the struggles that Adrian Griffin had were around making adjustments. Maybe even go back. You know, They've got Mike Budenholzer, great players coach, has a nice system. The team really likes him. But bad at making adjustments really blew some playoff series given what he's done from a timeout perspective that's Glenn Rivers. You've basically taken the guy that you fired last year, had somebody coach half a season, and brought in a slightly different version of that. Now, if you have to hire a coach at midseason, a guy like Rivers with all his cachet, he's going to walk into that locker room, immediately be respected. But there's going to be a playoff game, maybe even a late regular season game they need to win. The Bucks are going to have a lead going into the fourth quarter, and they're going to score 15 points in the fourth and lose the game by six because – Time and time again, Rivers has shown us he just is not capable of making those kind of adjustments. There is a bet, however, I like as a result of all that. The Miami Heat to win the Eastern Conference. It's plus 1,200 from our friends at BetMGM. I know they just got smoked by the Celtics last night, but the Bucs... Look like they're going to struggle. I have no faith in that recent coaching hire. The Celtics are the Celtics. When the postseason comes, that offense tightens up. Things are going to be rough. I love the Sixers' potential, but no matter – somewhere right now, Joel Embiid's right knee is swelling, and that is always a problem. I love the Terry Rozier trait. We know how good Miami can be. That's the bet I like. Give me the heat to win the Eastern Conference 12-1. to 1
1: noobs your nba analysis is it always makes me laugh like the way you talk some trash you just sneak it in there it's like a craft for you any other bets that you have your eye on that don't involve glenn rivers
2: (laughs) thank you for saying glenn i really appreciate that aaron it's always nice to be able to make you smile it's a big (laughs) slate of nba action tonight fridays are tough and there's a a phrase that me and my NBA friends like to use, and I probably can't say the word on air, so I'll refer to it as Friday fudgery. Um, Fridays for whatever reason, if you go back and look, there's just a lot of nonsense. I guess maybe NBA players have a weekend too or something that are trying to get through some of these games, but some pretty interesting spots here, and I'll start with the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're one and a half point underdogs to the New Orleans Pelicans in New Orleans. I have Oklahoma City rated as a better team. The home court advantage in New Orleans is not fantastic, and neither is the matchup for the Pelicans. They are really good at the rim, a lot of good big guys. They struggle against guards. If you haven't heard, Shea Gildress Alexander is an MVP candidate this year, a fantastic player at guard. The Pelicans don't have a lot of talented wing. The Thunder are overwhelmed with players at the wing who can defend, shoot, and do a lot of great stuff. So I'm going to play the Thunder tonight, and I'm going to play them just to win outright. You can take the 1.5 point if you like, but the money line at plus 105 looks really, really nice to me. I think that's a very good spot. Um, the aforementioned Milwaukee Bucks, 5.5 point favorites over the Cleveland Cavaliers. I am going to take the Bucs again. There is just a feeling of renewal in, in this team. Again, I think having to play for several months with a coach that it seems like everybody on the team really did not like Adrian Griffin. And as much as I worry about Glenn River's success in the postseason, he's a great regular season head coach. I think the Bucks smashed the Cavaliers the other night and probably do it again. So I'll also lay five and a half points with the Milwaukee Bucks tonight.
1: Awesome. Stay out of all the fudgery this weekend. Thank you for your bets. I also don't believe that Adrian uh, Griffin and Giannis, like that Giannis says he was surprised and didn't know that was coming. Oh, that like BS. That's,
2: this a is Daily. That's a lot.
1: Yes. <laughs> Presented by MGM. Up next, we'll look at some specials for the NFL championship weekend next.